Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Wrap-Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to discuss episode seven of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. First, here with us today is a, a man who, you know what, his team may not have won, but he's got Drag Race to talk about. He's here, he's powering through. It's Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? Yes, I uh, have a... Uh, Eagles, Super Bowl, Rihanna, Hangover, and also just a regular regular Hangover. But <laughs> I'm here, and I'm queer, and I'm ready to talk about Drag Race. <laughs> yes, and whatever the editing of this challenge was, don't worry, yeah. we'll get into all of it. And rounding out the panel is, as always, Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? Doing well. I feel like I'm going to be like coming to you live from my work laptop and campus. It's this drag race recap. I don't know. I, what a weird weekend, you know, we have, uh, this episode that we'll definitely have some questions about and then the super bowl and everything. So there's just, there's a lot of energy to get through this week, you know, and I'm excited to break it all down with the two of you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's balance our <laughs> chakras, get everything aligned. Right. We yes. open our third oh. eye. Oh, man, I don't know if I have to watch that challenge again. I'm going to go close my third eye and my other uh, eyes as well. But like, oh. It's like, uh, we'll get to it. But. Okay, yeah, we we will. We are going to talk about it. We have the winner of last week, Oromayori, going home here. We have a mistress win, and we have a Daytona Wins 2 challenge, an acting challenge to talk about. And honestly, that really is the talk of the town, is the editing specifically of this challenge. So let's talk about it. The deal with Day Daytona Wind, we had it last season. Daytona Wind won, and it was an acting challenge. But the gag was that the girls didn't know about that there were fart sounds throughout the edited version of the skit. So that was the joke. Girls didn't know it was coming. So all of the, you know, acting moments, obviously they didn't know they were the butt of the joke. But here we had sort of a very different take on, which I know Rue addresses this as like a, a Tim and Eric style editing but i don't quite know if this worked i don't really i'm still like trying to understand the creative choice for mm -hmm. this like i i don't know i 
I was very confused when I watched it the first time and I thought maybe the second watch will make it make sense. And it still was just like, this feels very, very off. And this is becoming extremely like hallmark for uh, Drag Race. They always have one challenge, acting challenge that is just off the rails yeah. all the time. This was, I, I couldn't tell if you were drunk or high, if it would actually make it better or not. Like, I actually feel like this is one of those few times, like Tim and Eric's comedy is the kind that like, if you're high, you're like, ah, this is great. Right. Cause it gives you time to catch up to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the issue with this is Tim and Eric is already kind of an extreme kind of comedy, right? There's awkward pauses. There's weird editing moments. There's repeated moments. There's things like that. Mm-hmm. Drag race acting is already an extreme camp, which is a very signature style of acting. So I, I just don't think combining those two had the payoff that I think the producers had hoped it would. And I really don't blame the queens for this. I think actually with the material that they were given, I think for the most part, the queens kind of were able to do it and do it well within what they were given. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I it just it's just too bad because I kind of was like I'm sitting back and I'm like where are the days of like the season six like 80s versus 60s horror film you know kind of mm-hmm. acting or it's just maybe not season seven Shakespeare we all know that was really bad um, or the Empire uh, acting challenge from season eight like things that were spoofs off of that and I mm-hmm. love that they tried to do something original like Daytona wins but like. How did this follow Daytona wins if there was no farting? Like, I, I just. Yeah, get- I didn't get that either. <laughs> right. Like the whole title joke. Because once you get, like, oh, it farts, Daytona wins. Ah, ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, the sequel, like, just made absolutely no sense. Right. At least in terms mm-hmm. of the title. I thought maybe they were going to do like a Daytona wins to some, you know, sort of like subtitle to it that would maybe tie in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying, Beth, about essentially the like the drag acting in and of itself is already like so much and so over the top. And I feel like this editing Mm -hmm. style just did not do the girls justice because what Daytona wins the first one, while I was not the biggest fan, it still allowed the queens to just like do their own drag acting with only sort of these small like fart gags. So it didn't really disrupt too much from what the queens were actually doing. I think my problem here with this editing style, there was a moment that I think really caps uh, like encapsulates what I'm thinking, which is with Sasha Colby. And she has this like reaction moment. And then there's like a weird editing, like explosion thing with it. And I'm like, I can't tell if Sasha's doing a good job or a bad job. Right. Yeah. She's like being, is the editing like trying to tell me that she's not doing well, but I think she is doing well. It's the editing that's making her look bad, which then on in turn is like making me interpret the challenge in a different way. So just like the whole thing was like a total mess as a viewer. I walked away from it thinking, what the hell is this? And like, (laughs) not in a good way. And like, I just, I don't even know what my take home message would even be from this i think the reason i knew the girls that were in the top were in the top like mistress and malaysia is because of the rehearsal like Mm -hmm. not because of the actual show itself but because of Mm -hmm. what we got to see with them interacting with rue yeah i don't even think because normally you can hear like rupaul and michelle and whoever else like laughing in the background i don't think anybody laughed <laughs> like, <laughs> you I didn't think it was funny <laughs> like what was going on and then there was like that, that and i like the fact that they were like throwing in like famous quotes from the show and everything but then there's like that long ass pause after uh lucy's like i can't wait to see how this turns out and i'm just like i don't get it i don't understand like what the funny part yeah. was being and they're tap dancing yeah. on the ants for like an extraordinarily long time and i'm just like Ugh. Like where I actually both joking. times I watched the challenge, I thought that my video paused on Lucy. Like I thought that like <laughs> I it, like, like I forgot the first time. And even when I watched the second, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is supposed to apparently happen this way. I also like that instead of I mean, obviously it makes sense. But instead of saying it beforehand, I like how RuPaul is almost like, by the way, this is supposed to be Tim and Eric style. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like it was almost like I'm going to blame how bad this is. I'm like, we we tried to do something. It just didn't work. OK, moving yeah. on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. It's just so weird. And even Selena and Untucked was like, 
I was making faces because I thought like there were supposed to be moments where I was going to be farting. And I'm like, it's so weird. (laughs) It's it would be like if Survivor did the catchphrases, but like actually didn't. They're they're like, we're going to have the same twist as last time. And then like people just start saying random stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's just no twist. I don't know. I it just was so weird um, to just make this a sequel when it this had really nothing. this really felt like a like random knockout round. Like, I feel like if our mm-hmm. like if you're like playing the drag race board game, this is like that one square that you land on where it's just like you have a very high likelihood of being in the bottom yeah. two because the challenge is just crazy and you might just be the one out. Like, it's like, yeah, I just this don't is, understand. This yeah, you had a low roll. roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Yahtzee, you're like, I'm just going to add up what I get here. That's it. I don't know. I'm not going for anything in particular. Yeah, like, I'm looking back at my notes now and I'm like, what did the, like, the ants, what did that have to do? The, like, weird step dancing bit. I'm like, what did that have to do with anything? I... I just the only thing that seemed sort of seemed to land for me was like Marsha's character accidentally baking the, the, ashes, yeah. the ashes into the brownies. That was kind of funny. And then, of course, Danny mm-hmm. Trejo's random ass just <laughs> popping up to save it. Like, and the, the only part about literally I, I tweeted this out. The only thing I laughed at the entire time was Danny Trejo going, Vanji, Vanji, <laughs> and then backing up. Yeah, out of the door. And I was like, I I can't tell like what I'm supposed to be feeling right now. Yeah, <sighs> not yeah. a damn thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I um, I also I don't know if I'm allowed, but I'm gonna do this anyway. So Mike Bloom texted me about this episode, and like he's like such a connoisseur of all TV. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he'll get it. Like maybe yeah. he'll get it. He'll be able to interpret it for me. His response was, "What the fuck is this? Daytona wins." <laughs> I know it's Adult Swim, but it was bad. Yeah. You can tell that you have to be really, really good to do that too many cook stuff. And I was felt validated in that moment of like, no, 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 no. I'm just not high enough, cultured enough, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. High and cultured. High and cultured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This just, this just doesn't work. This really just does not work. Yeah. I think it would have been great if... I thought the direction they were going to go in, it was like they had the ant that did the like, I feel very attacked right now. I thought instead <laughs> of putting in like the farting noises, because like if you're going to do the same kind of thing, put in something else. So I thought all the sound bits were going to be like little moments of other things saying quotes from Drag Race past. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, like not as effective maybe as farting but yeah we got something but that was the only thing everybody else said their lines and so i was like oh okay so i guess it's just this tim and eric style um which i'm gonna be honest with you i don't connect with that um humor my brother and my sister-in-law love it they'll watch tim and eric all day long they have like all their books all that kind of stuff and i just sit there and i'm like i don't know what i'm watching it doesn't connect with me Mm -hmm. so i also think maybe i'm a little harsh on it just because that's just not the humor that i align myself with Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's totally fair. And that was sort of like my impression too. It was like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I just don't get it. But I For this to be like, his RuPaul's directorial debut this season. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Go back to the trauma porn. Okay. That like served you better. <laughs> More big. Okay. A few other things about this acting challenge. Beth, you brought it up. Danny Trejo. We got the sort of cliffhanger with that in the rehearsal and then the actual oh. reveal, which was really fun. And again, maybe only the funniest part, the funny only I was like, what the fuck? But it was also, yeah, exactly, Amon. Thank you. It was so random because I was also trying to figure out, it's like, did I not remember Daytona Wind 1 properly? Like, am I missing something? Can Mm -hmm. either of you have any reason why Danny Trejo specifically would be the one that would be there? No. Was he? Okay. I think, I honestly think it was just like, who can we get that would be really random because. Tim and Eric style is very random. It really felt like 
either RuPaul or Michelle, somebody was walking the streets of LA one morning with their coffee, headed to the set and saw Danny Trejo coming out of the Starbucks. And were like, hey, do you want to the episode? Come on, come on, come on. Let's just like, like that's what it felt like. To me. <laughs> Danny saw RuPaul and was like, my daughter's a huge fan. And he was like, well, come yeah. on the show. I have a weird part for you. <laughs> <laughs> that I would believe because I think yeah. it was an untucked when he mentioned mm-hmm. that his daughter was a huge fan or something like that. I was like, ah, okay. Like, no, it's clicking. <laughs> we get that with Lego masters all the time where like a celebrity will come on and it'll be like, yeah, my kid is a huge Lego fan. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Now it's happening for a drag race, which is weird, but okay. Danny Trejo, the, the other thing I did want to say about this acting challenge that is div- separate from the editing i think even though maybe if they had gone the direction beth was mentioning maybe it wouldn't be so separate but the quotes Mm -hmm. the iconic drag race quotes don't get me wrong i love a good callback i love Mm -hmm. a good reference Mm -hmm. but this was just too much it felt so lazy and i'm trying to think like was that just the editing or was that you know because they were like well we don't really have to write anything because we're gonna like edit it weird so i don't really need a main story it just felt like drag race quote after drag race quote after drag race quote just trying to shoehorn everything without any like real direction and it just Mm -hmm. felt like too much i was like just we just like chill on the callbacks for one second it was very, it was very gratuitous. And I feel like because of the editing, like you said, most things weren't landing. And so it just made it, uh, it didn't feel the same way that mm-hmm. it, it has felt in the past acting challenges. It just felt very like, insert funny, give me line here. And some of them worked, some, but most of them did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think this, I'm going to, I'm going to put on my little, mm, little hat here. I think the stylistic choice to put in the drag race quotes uh, was, I think it was literally trying to be like, what if drag race was a sitcom that had like lines that were always repeated on the show kind of mm-hmm. thing. Cause like you saw like RuPaul when he introduced the challenge to them was like, did I do that? And like all that kind of stuff. Right. I think mm-hmm. that's what they were trying to go for, but it doesn't work. Like, I also just don't understand if this is supposed to be a sitcom. Tim and Eric is not sitcom. It's not situational comedy sit and have laugh track. Mm-hmm. Like the la- they make fun of laugh tracks. Like that's the whole point of what they're doing. Right. Right. So I think it would have made much more sense without the editing. And I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. It, it was a lot, but I actually think that if they didn't do the Tim and Eric route, it almost should have been way more or way less. Like it should have been like every line was a line that a Rue girl has said at some point. Like, that's the whole script. How do you weave them all in together to make a narrative? Or just throw a couple in as like little lines here and there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, but I feel like it was like weirdly in the middle where it felt like too much without having a point. Um, and I think that's what the issue at the, at the end of the day for me, at least, was. I like that interpretation. <laughs> I, I do. Okay. No, no, no. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I think that if they had gone like we're going full sitcom parody of sitcom, then that's like one clean, cohesive style that you're going mm-hmm. with and sort of like trying to mix the two. Like just, yeah, just really did not. Did they should have just kept the damn fart noises. <laughs> it was funny the first time. Farts are always going to be funny. Just use the farts again. Like if you're going to be lazy, at least do it that way. You know. <laughs> I thought maybe maybe this time instead of farting, they burp or something like that, yeah, right? Or that, you know? Yeah, or like oh, little armpit sounds. I don't know. Like give me give me something stupid to laugh at. This mm-hmm. I just this required too much thinking, and the thinking mm. went nowhere for me. Mm. It was a train that never left the station. Mm. <laughs> yeah, something air based, just so it fits the Daytona wind. So as long yeah. as I'm sticking with that, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like make them like make some of the characters have like the chipmunk voice, make some of them have like a slowed down voice, mm-hmm. like something like that. So like because I, I like the fact that what's her face was like anticipating fart noises being there. So she like yeah. tried to include that in her acting. So mm-hmm. it would have been really cool if it was something that got switched up to keep them on their toes. But uh, I guess we'll see. It was just I don't know. I just got so excited when I heard that they were gonna do it. And Selena Estes was like me, she's like, oh my god, they did that last season. It was so funny. I can't wait to do it. And for it to come down to this, I was like, oh. I don't but, know. Okay. I didn't really like it last year. So I was I kind of it. like I'm very I was I, already kind of rolling my eyes before we got to this episode. And then I, I can't believe I left this episode going, 
I don't want to watch season 14's <laughs> Daytona wins again. <laughs> when I, I, when it comes to fart humor, I am a 10-year-old boy. Like, it's always going to be funny to me. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a little shout out at the very least, like Augusta Wind at some point. And then, <laughs> here we are. Nothing. <laughs> I I also went back just one quick note before we talk about some other stuff in this episode. The Rue does say this is about three feuding drag race dynasties, but sitcom style, like mm-hmm. explicitly says, but sitcom style. So I do think that like conflating of the two ideas is what they were probably going for. But also, where were the feuding dynasty? Like that had nothing to. It was it was fancy who's a prostitute versus yeah. the widow, and that was it. There was no fighting over a dead man. Yeah. Like (laughs) I tried to write down their names too. And like, I was like, I don't know who anybody is. Show them on the screen. And I still couldn't. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Well, I think we should talk. Let's talk about some of the individual performances. Yeah. Here. Uh, the big story really was Mistress and Malaysia. So we know that they're coming off of their sort of heated disagreement with the whole metal situation from last week, which was so funny when Aura, who was the winner of last week, got to assign all the roles. And you can hear Anitra in the background being like, I want metal. <laughs> I did love that. That was yeah. cool. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. So Mistress and Malaysia end up working together or Marsha, their couple name now, I think Malistress, I believe Malistress. is their, mm-hmm. yes, Malistress, their couple name. And they both end up in the top. I think they both killed it. Mm-hmm. Amon, do you think that Mistress was the deserved winner here? Do you think a joint win? Do you think Malaysia or someone else? Um, yeah, it could have gone either way for me between Malaysia and Mistress. As long as one of them took it, I, I would have been fine. I'm probably a little partial towards Malaysia here only because all of like the riffing and running and shabba dabba that was really funny to me. Uh, that part I did enjoy uh, for acting. But yeah, um, good have on the other way. I I agree. I actually thought Malaysia should have won the challenge. I felt like she I, I felt like her role was the most realized role and mm-hmm. it did feel very grounded yeah yeah it felt grounded i i actually i know that character you know like i i can i i can see that character you know um whereas mistress gave me like generic person just moving my boobs and touching mm-hmm. my body and like that was like <laughs> like you have somebody who does that in every acting challenge mm-hmm. um so i i kind of felt like malaysia had a juicy role and she did really well with it I'm also going to say in terms of actual like pure acting, Marsha killed it. I thought Marsha was like the most like pluck her and put her in a sitcom. And that's was her killed. element. Yeah, this was that's what her freaking oh. character is. Her so. name is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm-hmm. So I really thought that she it was very natural acting and it was subtle, but it was reactionary and a little it was still a little campy, but it was natural enough that it wasn't over the top, which I felt like was a really needed palate cleanser in this scene. So I thought that she did a really great job and she played off Anitra really well and Anitra played off her really well. 
But I agree with Mistress that I do think at the end of the day, it's the look on the runway that kind of kept her from maybe being a little higher. Um, And then in terms of, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I would say I think Malaysia did better in the acting challenge than Mistress. But I think that Mistress's runway was more um, interesting. So Mm -hmm. I think that that probably is what propelled her at the very end. If if RuPaul thought of them being kind of equal. I can, uh, I, yes. Okay. So I think ultimately where I come down with it is that I would have given Malaysia the win, I think, because personally I found her character more interesting when I saw her character on screen, I wanted to see more. The character to me was more interesting with her playing the Reverend. So I probably would have given it to her or I would have had a joint win. I think Mm. the fact that the the drama of that feud and then having a co-win i don't know maybe they were like okay we can't squash this beef yet it's the only beef we have right now so we can't (laughs) give them a double win we need them to be mad at each other so we give it to mistress malaysia will be upset and therefore drama (laughs) will continue but i would have loved a double win here Mm. especially the moment where mistress no, Malaysia slammed the door in Mistress's face. Like, that just <laughs> beautiful. Such a beautiful moment. They both reacted so well to the yeah. whole thing. They, I think, as scene partners were really great. And mm-hmm. even they were able to put their differences aside and even work together in the rehearsal. We saw that come off well. I think yeah. part of the reason maybe why they gave Mistress the win is because of the ad-libbing. Mm-hmm. Because we saw her do that a ton and we saw yeah. her get a lot of praise for that. Now, I don't know what was ad-libbed and what wasn't because I don't have the script. And I also don't really get the acting challenge anyway with the editing. So I can't <laughs> really speak to whether or not she excelled at the ad-libbing or not. But that seemed to be part of the criteria <laughs> as to why she was praised and ultimately given the win. Yeah. Yeah. The producers were also ad-libbing. So we don't know. The editors, <laughs> we don't know what was going on. So. <laughs> I have to say something, though. I love the slam door moment. But I thought it was funnier in the rehearsal when Malaysia waited for Mistress to say, Mother has arrived. Beat, then shut the door. (laughs) This was like, Mother has Mm arrived. And I was like, Oh, I kind of liked it the other way. Yeah. Either way, it was. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I love the confession. She's like, It felt a little too good to slim this door. (laughs) But also, what a wonderful way to highlight how much of a professional both Malaysia and mistress are that they know mm-hmm. like I got to put this petty drama to the side and focus on doing the damn thing to win this competition. Those are the people that you got to watch out for. Um, I don't yeah. care if, them, if they're from the pageant circle or not. Like those are Queens that know how to keep their eye on the prize and know how to grow. And so I, I think that that really shows to me that they're really fierce competitors at the end of the day. That being said, though, I was sort of like, I mean, I totally I've totally been in those moods before where I get into an argument with someone and then we sort of like come like we sort of deescalate and then it's like time to actually have a conversation. And I just don't want I don't feel like talking. So Mm -hmm. Malaysia not contributing to the conversation. I totally got it. But I did I did feel like it was a little unfair for her to have such heat for Lux and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And then you were also talking all this trash about Mistress, but when Mistress is in the room and she wants to talk about it, you're like, yeah. and now Mistress can't even like, she's gonna, she's apologizing, but she's also like, I still don't even know what I did wrong. And now you're sitting over here like mad as hell. And it's like, it's just, yeah. it's it's very, very weird. So I'm glad that they did have the conversation. I'm glad that they both like uh, apologized because it was sort of just like, this doesn't need to this this particular storyline. I don't feel like I'm going to be interested in it for multiple <laughs> episodes. So y'all need to get over right. it now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we already we've had Metal Gate now for what? I think two episodes where it's been sort of the major like drama plot point line. I think mm-hmm. I think we're OK to set that set that aside mm-hmm. <laughs> and move and move on from that. I do want to while we're talking about it, pull up the runway looks because I want to get y'all's takes on the especially comparing these two looks um in particular with Malaysia and Mistress. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pull that up now. So first we have Mistress's look mm-hmm. which Ugh, love it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so obsessed cool. with this. Me too. Uh, the only thing I would change she loves that clown white around her eyes. I would just- <laughs> 
take that down a little bit, but otherwise everything else I think is so stunning. She just paints so well. Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I love a good chat. I love it. I love just the dimensions and the proportions of everything. It's just so killer. Like I want it. I want to wear that. <laughs> Mistress to me just has this incredible ability to say F you to every person who says a big person can't pull off something mm-hmm. and does it with class confidence and style in a way that like we've seen people who are bigger and pull off wonderful outfits before. I'm not pretending like she's revolutionary in that front, but there's just something that she does in particular. That's incredibly well tailored. It's cutting edge. It's something like this is an outfit that if it were on a thin queen, we'd be like, Oh my God, she's breaking barriers. You know, that kind of thing. But like when you see it on somebody who's a bigger person and makes it sexy and cool and all that kind of stuff. I just like, I'm like, I'm just such a big mistress fan. I love that she is taking old school, you know, uh, camp drag, Mm -hmm. but mixes it with new fashion at the same time. And I think that's a really unique point of view. She's obviously respects and loves her drag elders i don't know if y'all saw um she had a whole twitter thread in honor of black history month of like the black queens that have either shaped her or inspired her a lot Mm. of whom were from her family her drag family extended family and such and it's so obvious to me not only in the way that she talks about drag to people like spice and sugar and that kind of thing but also just experiences and shows us drag that she is such a student and so refined in what she yeah. does and she's not gonna stop anytime soon i'm pulling for her man i'm 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 just saying it. i'm pulling for a mistress win i know that there's a lot of sasha colby people out there that want that want their bitch to win and i won't be mad if sasha wins either but i think i'm i'm, I'm really pulling for it i'm a fan I'm a fan of Mistress. Man, Amon, a man. Amon, <laughs> what happened to your love of spice? Look, <laughs> I love spice and sugar. I never said I want them to win. Okay. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just want them to stick around a little bit longer. No, but I'm but with you. I'm, I'm rooting little, for Mistress for yeah. sure. To see. Well, and I think she's been a queen who has had a really good showing so far. It would be a shocker to not see her in the final five, final four. I mean, we'll we'll do some previews for next week with the Lollapurusa lip sync, but I have a feeling she's going to be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. The other look that we should discuss is Malaysia's. Mm -hmm. So she was obviously the other queen potentially in contention for that win. Oh, the other thing I'll say about uh, Malaysia mistresses, sorry, mum's name is the puff of please was the theme of this Mm. runway. And I do feel (laughs) like she executed that so well, especially with like puff of chaps. That's just amazing. Yeah. So here we have Malaysia with her lemonade stand realness. (laughs) which this feels like a dress she had and then just got a a puffered jacket yeah that's how i feel yeah i feel like it's like an afterthought of the outfit rather than being the star of the outfit and that's the only thing that i think is I, i think it's a really cool different outfit i love it it's not something i expect from her in particular and i really love it i think she looks beautiful i love her paint this week like she really she beat her face really well um i i but that said i have to give the edge to mistress when it mm. comes to the, the look it's just you can see the puffs better and then this one yeah it's like on the inside of the coat but like if the fabric and the design that's on the outside you can't really see the puff texture if it's mm-hmm. even there so mm-hmm. yeah just didn't really hit the mark it's beautiful it's just mm-hmm. not Puffer. Puffer, <laughs> right. I, th- I think that's the thing is, is that it's a game of inches for this, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you've got a few more inches of, of puffa, then you're going to go with that, you know, potentially mm-hmm. over the lemonade stand uh, look here. We talked already a little bit about Anitra and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I just want to touch base on them one more time, mainly because when I was first watching Anitra in the acting challenge, one, I'm 100% biased towards her. So I was like, oh my God, she's doing so good. And then I was like, wait, am I just biased? Because I like her. 
oh, okay, good. No, she is in the top. Yeah. She was critiqued well. Mm-hmm. Her runway look, not exactly my old yeah. favorite, but her voiceover thing where she talked about being the Las Vegas state bird, which Las Vegas is my favorite state. Being a <laughs> prostitute was hilarious. So I'm going to give her points for that. <laughs> yeah, her runways these past couple of episodes have been a little, I'm like, what's going on, girl? She always looks great. And like I said, I think she has the best runway walk out of all of the girls uh, this season. But yeah, it, it, I've been underwhelmed, I think, for the past three weeks. So I, I hope that uh, mm-hmm. the next couple of uh, categories are she's better at those ones. I really feel like Anitra's issue on the runway is that she has a really good concept and she knows what she looks good in, but she's just not pushing it enough. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, I sound like a judge on the panel now. <laughs> <laughs> I I see who you're trying to be, but I'm just not getting enough of it. I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, no more Ross impression. Okay. okay, so you know how when you like go to bed and your socks are still a little wet and you have that like feeling and it's like a little bit uncomfortable, but you like kind of like it. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. feeling I'm getting. From, when I look at your outfit. When I look yeah. at your outfit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious math uh, Ross Matthews I loved Selena S. Titties I loved that runway I loved that one I not because I thought it was like the best looking one but just like the concept was the so concept. good all of her looks have like such interesting concept and like I feel like I get it like I yeah. feel like I understand her all the time when she's on the runway and to put cheese puffs <laughs> in your coochie <laughs> flaming hot Flaming hot. Pussy's on fire. At I first, I didn't get it. I was like, why are you just eating? But then I was like, oh, puffs. Got it. Puffs. Yes. <clears throat> I love Cheetos puffs. So I was here for the Cheetos puffs. Also, I wanted one of those backpacks so bad when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Like those trans, I mean, such mm-hmm. a stupid idea to have a transparent backpack. But when I, I was a kid, I wanted one. And I remember one of my friends had one and I was so envious of her. <laughs> so for that to be the inspiration for Selena's look is just makes my little millennial heart sing. Yeah. So fabulous. I think, There's- I think, yeah, it like, it, it like hit a part of my brain if my childhood, like it just... <laughs> It awakened, it awakened my inner child. Serotonin. Um, But that's the thing. So this is, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that RuPaul and Michelle, probably more so Michelle, like knew what she was doing? Or do you think this is a reference because no offense to to especially RuPaul, but I don't think these backpacks were around when RuPaul was going to school. Probably not. No. And this is not like they were on media. Like it wasn't like they were on television all the time and something that RuPaul would have been watching. I feel like this is kind of one of those like niche things before social media that people did to go to school that is going to like absolutely influence those of us who were millennials and went to school at this time, but maybe not connect with someone of RuPaul's years i don't think i forget what they said about her runway but i i would yeah i don't think that they probably got the point of view but it was still puff at the end of the day so i feel like it's like it still checks the box but i'd be surprised if they knew that that was the reference (laughs) same i felt the same way about i think it was spice who had that little dog that little mechanical dog that Mm -hmm. was like very it felt very similar to me in terms of the the time of the reference maybe michelle's kids how old are her kids i don't know um her oldest child is in they're both in college i think i think her oldest child is maybe like a junior senior in college Mm. okay so maybe a little young for that that's yeah i think they are yeah i could see them really understanding what this reference was unless she was given some type of opportunity to explain it which she was safe so right All right. Who else do we want to talk about? We've talked about the tops. Let's talk about the bottoms. Yeah. We had, of course, Amon's winter pick, Spice. (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to start this rumor. Spice supremacy. Spice, yes. And really, when, okay, so the bottom three, Spice, Aura, and Jax. Mm -hmm. And when I, my, my thought was, do they want Spice to go home this week? Yes or no? Because if the answer is yes, they want Spice to go home, put her in the bottom with one of the two of them. I don't Mm -hmm. think it necessarily matters. Mm -hmm. So when Spice was safe, the decision 
to me was, ah, they wanted to keep Spice safe, not necessarily that they wanted to send either Aura or Jax home. Does that make sense? Like, just because as a producer, yeah. you have to know that yeah. probably one of the, or either Aura or Jax going up against Spice is 99.9% going to win. Mm-hmm. Right. I think at the end of the day, this challenge comes down to who did RuPaul like to work with as a director? Hmm. And we see him try to give direction to Spice and Spice isn't getting through. We see Michelle getting annoyed with the walk, um, the runway walk. And I think this is like the last straw of Hmm. like the last warning that's like, hey, um, so we kind of blew our load and got rid of your twin really early. So we really need you to kind of step it up a little bit so that this pays off for us. Um, and the, the, the TikTok kids are still tuned into us. So uh, please, please give us something next week. I think mm-hmm. that's what that, this was. But I also think like, poor Jax. Like, I, I do agree with Jax being in the bottom this week. She, I don't know what kind of stoner she was playing, but that was not a stoner at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I she's like i got it i know how to smoke weed and such and i was like girl i think we need to smoke weed together and i'll show you (laughs) but no i just uh i i i do think this is the first time i felt like jacks deserved to be in the bottom Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. i do think that you know aura was at least trying to overact and such which is the name of the game i also when it came to acting probably would have put lux in the bottom um, I felt like she was bland, nothing, just kind of gave a few looks and was just holding on to Sasha. And my eyes always went to Sasha, not Lux. But Lux's runway outfit was amazing. So, of course, I would put her safe. So I think that for me, it was kind of a toss up for Aura or uh, Lux. But mm. I don't know. I I feel like. I feel like I agree with the bottom two. Maybe switch out Aura with Jax or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of it, that challenge was just so hard. And I think, I think, I think I sort of like considered the runways a bit more this time around because I didn't really have much to go off of for the challenge. But I also agree. I do think that um, it really did come down to like what what your experience was like with uh, RuPaul on set, because like, if you were able to take direction, if you were able to like get um, to work with him well, then you probably were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. If not, then writing's on the wall, baby. Yeah. We, t- I mean, I think I brought this up last week of Ru directing is a big deal. And if yeah. Ru is able to get to know you better and work with you and sort of get to see what you're like on set, that can be a big determining factor in how oh. you're going to progress in the competition. I think that combined with the fact that I, as a viewer, learned more and probably judged the queens more during the rehearsal than I did during the actual edited performance. I think those two things combined definitely hammer home mm-hmm. that theory that y'all are talking about, which is like yeah. essentially, or is Rue able to give you instructions and you comply, right? And we saw Aura struggle over and over with the any hole is a goal. He said, you know, a hole is a goal. Over and over and over mm-hmm. again. It's even brought up in Untucked when the queens are talking about it. Like my sh- Lucy, I think, said something about like my shoes hurt, my feet hurt. I want to get out of here. Please get this right. Jax <laughs> also, as you mentioned, Beth, just I don't even know what she was going for. Like, even if she had a preconceived notion in her head of what the character was, it was not a good one. Right. And she even had the Adore Delano line of party. Party. She could have <laughs> done Adore as the stoner girl and that is exactly what she all said. you have to do with party is do this face with it party and then just like brighten up your whole face because that's kind of like what she does with it and like that's it but if it said it was party let's go yeah. <laughs> party party I mean, or at the very least do it the katya way from also yeah i was about to say yeah exactly yes that was actually that was my first thought too especially maybe it's just because Jax did it so deadpan the first time Mm -hmm. (laughs) i thought i couldn't i didn't think of the adore one (laughs) didn't work unfortunately didn't work spice so again spice is in the bottom not the bottom two i don't know maybe it was the southern accent again that i got flashbacks of miley cyrus (laughs) and started having a little bit of a panic attack for her (laughs) please don't do this don't do this just i you know i started having those 
Tim and Eric flashbacks of the yeah exactly biting on the, the Do you hammer think- thing or whatever. Maybe maybe Spice is just prophetic and was trying to do a Tim and Eric version of Miley Cyrus during the Snatch Game. <laughs> she knew. She knew. Oh, I, boy. They are starting to get annoyed with her. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about that moment where RuPaul was like, get the sniper? <laughs> Cue the sniper was a wild thing to say. That was oh my god fantastically out of pocket i was like oh my god the coffee enema kicked in yeah. that day oh my gosh yeah i'm actually a little terrified for spice especially given the fact that lala perusa is coming up which ooh, yeah i'm nervous for her but yeah Ruth's this might be the there, time that she goes <laughs> i'm actually part of me is surprised that they didn't get rid of her here because okay yeah. you're a producer right let's think Mm-hmm. producer brain you are going into a Lollapurusa. now they say there's a twist which we don't know what that is but if it's anything like what we saw with you know bosco having to perform what three times yeah yeah are we gonna see spice perform three times doing the same thing mm-hmm. three times why Probably. would you not get rid of her here and then have both aura and Jax, who you know are good lip syncers in the Lollapurusa? I just thought, like, why? So unless yeah. the twist, like, saves her, I don't know. Are we really going to see her perform three times? Yeah. Uh, probably. <laughs> or is the twist that it's inverted? If you win, you continue on, and the winner of the challenge, like, uh, uh, is, like, a tournament style for the winner. And then the bottom are, are is, like, a bottom four or something of, like, yeah. the four people who lost the first round or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I could definitely see that. So then they're fine. She's easy fodder. Send her home. That way you don't have to lose any of the other queens that you like. So maybe that's why she was kept. Okay. And then, and then you get to that. watch more entertaining people as the episode goes on. I don't know. Right. Because you have essentially the top lip syncers performing multiple times mm-hmm. for the ultimate win. Okay. Okay. I could. I can get behind that. If I, I were also- a producer, that's what I would do, Liana. I would... You're Just make a, sure, you know. You're so smart. Oh, thank you. The uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention with the cue the sniper line was Lux referencing uh, what Jackie wore when JFK got shot by mm-hmm. a sniper. Mm-hmm. Cue the sniper. I don't know. I just felt. <laughs> I don't know if I she was supposed to be. Card. Did she say that she was trying to wear what Jackie wore? when well it's a pink dress right isn't that what isn't that what i thought she just was going for a general jackie o style with like the Uh, kind of thing but maybe maybe that's what she meant because it was pink obviously um that's the first time i thought about that liana and that is dark (laughs) right it's also somebody tweeted i can't i I don't remember who and i'm so sorry but somebody tweeted they were like all right rupaul (laughs) like fracking a little bit transphobia in the past like maybe let's not evoke like gun violence on top of this like even as a joke and i was like you know what to a certain extent i'm like all right guys this was clearly a campy joke rupaul's not actually calling for violence at the same time i'm like girl i don't know that's that's a pretty severe (laughs) joke the whole bar was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) All right. What else do we have? Well, we've got a lip sync to talk about and what a lip sync it was after, of course, Spice being called safe and then trotting back with the sniper thing, all that. But we Honestly, had- she's iconic for that, though. They literally just told you they don't want you to do that. And she goes, thanks. She did it again. <laughs> all the way back, I was like, you better work. You're Michelle's so face was like, so bad. <laughs> so good. Which is yeah, what made it so funny. <laughs> and and she totally forgot. Like no way, she didn't even think about it, right? Like this is not a oh, I'm doing this on purpose to be iconic. This is a spice forgot about the critique and then she, just did what she does, right? And then so they said the, doing it on TikTok every day. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jax versus Aura, sweetest pie, Megan the Stallion featuring Dua Lipa. Okay. <laughs> Aura did a good job. Mm-hmm. But Jax 
just caught my eye and I could not look anywhere else. Yeah, I knew this was going to be a a good one because they're both little dancers, flippers, Mm -hmm. just doing all sorts of the acrobatics. But yeah, I feel like Jax really knows how to build uh, her lip syncs. Like she gives you a little bit in in the beginning and then she starts really is just like even the first flip that she did was mm-hmm. like a flip and then a dive into the ground to slow it down a little bit and then she ramps it back up with another like backflip i'm like she just knows how to craft it so that it doesn't look like too much too soon it's just it's insane i had anitra's ever so effortlessly in my head mm-hmm. the entire time i was watching her i also um <laughs> i realized the second time i watched the lip sync i realized I didn't even know the first time that Aura duck walked at one point because I <laughs> just so was zeroed in on Jax. I was like, oh, actually, Aura did some good stuff too. And I want to give Aura, I, I know we didn't really talk about her look. I loved Aura's look for the runway. Mm-hmm. And apparently she said that it was something, it was like really heavy, like 50 pounds or something like that. It looked like it. It was super yes. heavy. So like props to her from you know <laughs> shedding that off in the beginning but you know really working it out and, and that kind of thing because i thought she did a good job um the second time when i actually paid attention to her the first time though it was the jack show jumping yeah. jacks mm-hmm. the way she like lands too you can just tell all oh, the bitch is trained like she always looks like light as a as like how are you making your body do all of this and there's like no recovery time she's just into the next set it's like it's it's insane mm-hmm. so, that's real talent. <laughs> True story. She's going to Paris for the oh. Olympics. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, be- I would believe it though. <laughs> Not time drag is in the Olympics. Could you imagine how iconic that would be? Also, just all you know, the you know the transphobes of the world would come out. Yeah, oh my gosh, you have someone in the women's gymnastics. But <laughs> could you imagine? It'd be so good. Should be so and good. Full drag and everything. Yes, mm-hmm. amazing. On the balance beam, I would love to see that. And heels, I would love to see that. Amazing. I believe, I would believe that she could execute it. There is one moment that I want to play. Hopefully we don't get copyright claimed on this. It's on YouTube. Okay, so they put it up on YouTube. And this is at the minute 50 mark. And if you go listen, like just pay attention to this moment. This is the moment for me that Jack's like sealed the deal. She does this like backflip kick thing and it's like on the beat. Okay, sorry, Aura, I don't care. But like, it's just <laughs> like so good. So good. So good. She killed it. I I just, in that moment, I felt like I needed to see her live right now. Which, to be honest, she hasn't been bringing that much for me in the rest of the show. But in that moment, I was the biggest Jax fan ever. Yeah. Yeah. She was doing the damn thing. Good yeah. for her. I need yeah. I, I need to look up when she's performing in New York City and then go throw all my money at her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, unfortunately, Aura is sent home from a win to being eliminated, which must suck. But mm. I think she was able to show a lot of herself. She got to do the talent show, which is always very cool. She did have some killer runways, especially these past two weeks, I think have been absolutely outstanding. It's unfortunate to see her go. But again, like I said, I think Jax just did so well in the lip sync that I, yeah. I couldn't help but give it to her. It was her time. And like I said, at the beginning of the season, it's I feel like it's going to be like that for most eliminations. Like, it just feels like, oh, my God, this one's going too soon because they're just all they all have like something good about them. I, like, I feel like there's like less filler queens this time around than maybe so in, in the past. So, yeah, I have that feeling, that feeling as well yeah. there. OK, what else? So a few just sort of like random things that I want to mention. One is when I think Mistress called Sasha Colby Dumbledore. Dumbledore, I laughed. Oh, my I God. Cackled. I laughed so hard and someone made a meme on Reddit. <laughs> With Sasha Colby's face Photoshop onto Dumbledore's body. So uh, if you want to check that out, if you're watching the video version, you can see it, but I highly recommend it. It gave me a good old chuckle. 
Not to not obviously get too political, but I did have a moment of like, probably not the best aging when you're talking about a trans woman as well uh, to invoke a Harry Potter reference. Um, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Well, especially in the middle of all the Hogwarts legacy stuff, too, that's going on right now, where it's like become this symbol of like trans hate, which is totally messed up. Um, So, yes. But. It still made me laugh. It, no, it was still funny, but I did have the my Ooh. immediate visceral reaction. Yeah. I was like, oh, they decided to keep that in. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this economy. Mm. <laughs> they cut how much out of this episode to make it an hour? In, yeah. And they kept that in. It is interesting, though, that... um that that's sort of like how she's being perceived, I guess, by... I, I don't know if it's just... Mm. um. Uh, mistress that feels that way but like it's interesting because i feel like we don't see too much of that happening so i wonder if that will become like a storyline later on that sasha can be a little you know maybe maybe she has a certain air about her because she knows that she's so you know established and and she's she's mother so she's gonna mother like sorry that she's mothering like so the funny part about that is like mistress is mothering in her own way too (laughs) like she's telling people like here's what you do so that bitches don't come after you or you, you have to put that down right now, or you just, just say it, just say it right now and let's hash it out and right. doing those kind of things. And yes, it's a very different style. Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting when the, you know, it's different than the bitter old lady brigade from season seven that, that was just like hating on younger Queens. This is like, they're trying to encourage and allow the younger Queens to grow. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Interesting. We saw Mistress with Sugar and Spice. That was definitely her very much mothering moment once totally. she opened up to the to the twins. Mm-hmm. Sasha Colby also in the very first episode, I believe, who said something about let the children do what they're going to do, have their little squabbles during the choreography. And, and then, then she's co- like, I'm going to step in and then get done what needs to be done. That just definitely is her her aura. That's a, a aura. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but I do wonder, Amon, if we're going to see more of that sort of storyline, especially as we move towards the finale, which I have to imagine probably includes Sasha Colby and Mistress. Mm-hmm. So we could definitely see this for the long haul. Yeah, I think so, too. Especially once we get to 90 minute episodes coming on March yeah. 10th, which, by the way, I think was always the case because the the real friends of WeHo or whatever were supposed to end the week before that. So I love that everyone's like, we did it. I'm like, we didn't do shit. <laughs> but it was it was hilarious as hell though that Todrick oh, yeah. put that note out yeah. earlier saying like even after our show is over, you're still not getting it was like the venom in which he said, you're still not getting 90 <laughs> minutes. And like what? Like what the fuck? I <laughs> said I sent this to Mike. Bl- literally, the first thing I did. I'm like yeah. his little like news person <laughs> for Drag Race is like the note. So Todrick put this out on his Instagram, and he, literally, you won't be getting 90 minute episodes. Like that's, that's not right. how TV works. Let's oh practice fact checking, but spelled fact F A Q. Uh, so <laughs> let's practice frequently asked questions checking. Like, I, what are you doing? But my my fa- yeah. Let's practice fact checking. Um, it's happening, Todrick. So he, have no. you deleted that yet, or is, it, is that shit still up? Oh, knowing know. him, it's probably still up screenshot. there. <laughs> so I was like, this is gonna be funny later. <laughs> So yes, so that's so funny, but it is so, so okay. So March 10th, we're going back to 90 minute episodes, which is after the finale of the real friends of WeHo. So it's still going to be airing until the end of its run. So it's not like anything changes per se. What is unclear is as Beth says, were, was it always going to be 90 minute episodes once the WeHo show was over? Or is this to you know some good press for the show okay let's try to like re-edit everything which would be a crazy task to try to like re-edit everything Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe they were planning this all along we need the inside scoop but But it is just such a weird we need 90 minute episodes when we have more queens we're getting 90 minute episodes at the exact point in the competition where they're just gonna be boring like we don't need them we'll know the peak queens if they were gonna do real gays of we not not real gays i keep doing that real i like real gays (laughs) everyone calls it the real gays of we though like (laughs) 
You know, they're really gay, guys. <laughs> and they're really friends, guys. And they're really from WeHo. <laughs> they should have just did, did that, like, later, like, put that latter half of the season, and then we would still have been upset that we were losing out on 90-minute episodes, but at least it would have made more sense when there's less queens and there's less mm-hmm. filler that needs to mm-hmm. be there, so... So my question is, they are still airing it? I thought they stopped airing it. I think it aired last week, at least. I don't think it aired this week. It didn't? I thought it was six episodes. I think, I think, I don't know if they've canceled it or not, but I kept getting ads that showed some kind of fine arts competition that's now going to be after Drag Race starting like this week. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's take a quick peek see at the MTV schedule. Either that or I had an incredibly vivid dream that's like yeah. really messing with me. <laughs> that is all entirely possible. Okay, so this coming Friday, RuPaul's Drag Race, the Lick Sync Lollaparooza Smackdown airing at 8 p.m. and at 9 p.m. the real gay friends okay. of WeHo. Real at nine so it's still <laughs> airing as far as i can tell maybe okay maybe i don't know what it is but there's some show that they had like a fine arts competition that i was actually like it's amazing to me that somebody hasn't done a competition that's like painting and sculpting am i making please in the comments or at me on twitter if i am going crazy um or if i did have some kind of weird prophetic dream <laughs> you manifested the cancellation. You imagine you really did Beth manifested it. It's happening. Probably. My third eye was opened by Daytona Wind, and <laughs> uh, we have an ant problem. <laughs> All right, that's everything. Anything else? We yeah. gotta talk just for a second about um, a little entitled queen named Lucy uh-huh. Laduca in Untucked. Oh yes. Give so me the tea. I haven't seen Untucked. Oh, okay. okay. Well, well, this yeah. is all you miss. <laughs> Let us tell you about it. It really was the Lucy, Lucy, Lucy Deluca show. Laduca, Laduca, <laughs> Lucy Laduca, whatever. Of her being like, I deserve to be in the top. Uh, she told. She told the queens that were safe. She told the queens in the bottom. She told the queens in the top. She told the ants that were the ant problem. She told everyone and their the mother. Guest judge Henry. The guest, <laughs> she was like, I deserve to be on the top. I'm just saying. Told everybody. Um, yeah, it was not just once, at least three times each. Where oh she's like, I'm, honestly, I'm just so pissed because I I know I did well and I deserve to be in the top. And then my favorite part was Mistress in I love the way that Mistress does this when there's confrontation or if people are trying to be real. Mistress will said, I think that the runway was really important to the judges. And <laughs> Lucy goes, did you not like my look? And she goes, no, I thought it was cute. But I just think that you know, maybe it wasn't as, uh, <laughs> no, like as interesting as maybe something else for the judges. And she goes, I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I was like, okay, Lucy. But like, my whole thing is like, yes, Lucy, you did fine. But when I watched that, you are not a name I'm remembering from that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't love Lucy, <laughs> but like, not this episode, girl. That came off as a little entitled and bratty to me. I, I, I think part of it probably is she considers herself to be a acting queen Mm -hmm. right like a comedy Mm -hmm. acting queen so this is the challenge where she feels like she should have excelled so i think that's also probably part of it is that she just she's like this is what i'm good at this is what i do well at obviously i'm gonna do well and obviously i'm gonna be in the top so i don't understand why i wouldn't be in the top and i think that she's then because she has that perception of how she thinks she's gonna do she's missing reality (laughs) i guess of like what actually happened because i mean again i learned more from the rehearsal than i did from the actual performance and i didn't really Mm -hmm. see her in the rehearsal but even with watching she was there in the beginning for a little bit she did have the one line of let's see how this turns out but then it was like edited weird so i couldn't tell if she did a good job or not yeah i don't know she's fine she's safe I mean, I don't think that acting chops were going to help anybody in that challenge. To be fair, so fair. Uh, fair. Yeah. Except for Danny Trejo. No, wait, <laughs> he didn't even act. Danny. <laughs> oh god. Miss oh. Okay. Next week, lip sync Lollapalooza. We're back at it. One hour. 
a ton of lip syncs, maybe. We'll see what's in store for us. We yeah. will be back to break all of that down next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Amon, where can people find you? Anything else you want to plug? You can find me everywhere at Amon Adwin. Nothing to plug right now. And Beth, what about you? You can find me at AugustaWind11 on all my socials. And yeah, you can just catch me here on the Drag Race coverage. And you can find me on Twitter at LianaRHAP. Also holding it down with the Drag Race Fort. And apparently Mass Singer is coming back, which I remembered, unfortunately. So please and I will be covering freaking season nine. I don't know what we're at, uh, but there's some cute costumes. There's a gargoyle and an axolotl. So I'm cute or excited Aww. for those cute costumes. So we uh, are going to be recording that podcast this week. We're also doing a takeover. If you've been following what we're doing on the RHAP Instagram, RHAP Grams, we've been doing a takeover. We did one on the 6th of February. Puya and I are going to be doing one on the 16th to talk about everything from the mass singer episode do stories and stuff and instagram things that i definitely know how to do because i'm hip and i'm cool so check that out on the 16th if you want to leave your star ratings and reviews for us here on the drag race podcast you can do so by going to robhasawebsite.com slash drag race be sure to subscribe to the rehab ups channel as well if you're not already that is robhaswebsite.com slash rehab ups feed and that is it thank you scott and the whole team behind the scenes and we'll talk to y'all soon bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.